Hello and you are very welcome to episode 49 of Dan and Dara Doability. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. And a very good morning to you. How are you? And likewise. How are you? Great, great. You've had a bit of an exciting week. Well, that's much exciting week, but adventurous. Adventurous, yeah. Yes, you've been, a, you've been a media whore again. <laughs> um, you have? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody, tune in to Claire Byrne. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did, you know, I actually, I actually did. I was in a right. meeting, I was in a meeting with somebody at the time, which okay. was supposed to start at 10 o'clock. I said, oh, it's okay, it'll be finished in time. Everything will be grand. It'd be no problem. But they arrived late. And I was sitting there kind of going, ah, jeez. And I went, listen, sorry, I, I just, can I, can I just, I just have to pan the radio. I said, okay, I just need to listen to this. <laughs> and they were looking at me going, what? And it's all right. So we all sat and listened to the radio. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting conversation. How did you find yourself in that situation, Dad? How did I find myself? So essentially, the IWA um, communications team contacted me. Well, a member of the communications team contacted me, and they said that they had been contacted, basically looking for people that would be interested in in talking about this topic. Because um, I think RT Radio were, were thinking about doing a segment on it. Right. Uh, and they basically said, listen, we think you'd be <laughs> we think you'd be good for 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 this for this topic. It was uh living with the disability during lockdown, which is something we've been talking a lot about recently. Yeah. Uh talking a lot about I've had the mainstream media is finally catching up with us, huh? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so I said uh, yes, and because um, it's one of those opportunities that you, you can't really turn down. Um, and I was then contacted by a researcher in RTE who kind of basically beforehand we, we had uh, myself and and the representative from the other way had had a conversation about um what it's like and then i was contacted uh, by a researcher from rt and then we'd have kind of further conversations and then the final conversation before the actual interview was just to kind of shore up everything to kind of make sure that we were kind of on the same page with with with, with the with the topics that were going to come up mm, okay um, so it was it was a really interesting process i suppose I, I always uh, love being in those positions, I suppose, because I'm getting to use my voice to hopefully make a difference on the one hand, but then as uh, as a as a media student on the other hand, just just um, being a part of that process and asking questions about how all that works has always been something that uh, has fascinated me about about the media in general. So, yeah, well, I mean. That's where you want to end up, then. Mm -hmm. You know, after many, many, many years of study, that's the thing. You know, and to be to be that close to it and that involved in it, and to have that little bit of an insight and you know a little bit of connection as well is is never going to be uh, a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to thank everybody at um, RT and and associated with the with the Clareburn Show because they've been very kind with 
the the questions that they have answered that I managed to ask um, and very forthcoming with 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 knowledge and everything. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Good. And how did you find the experience itself, though? The experience itself, um, I think I I've, I learned a lot from it. It was it was really interesting. Um, just in terms of, I think going forward now, I'm going to treat any interview that I have like a podcast in, in terms of putting together kind of a, a podcast script, if you want to call it that way, of just, just to help with like coherence. Um, cause sometimes I have all these kind of thoughts in my head and it's just kind of a, a matter of structuring it and getting okay this is most important followed by this one followed by this one followed by this one followed by this one. um so yeah a, a lot to learn and i'm excited to kind of put it into into practice going forward yeah what well, i mean it's not it's not much different than a lot of things i suppose really is having the message and having it straight bam there you go this is what i do this is what i am yeah that important sort of you know, capturing yourself in that 60 seconds or, or, or two minutes or whatever it's going to be. So it's no different, I suppose, mm. to, you know, being interviewed and you're going, ah, sure, you know, it was grand. Uh, ah, tough old time, you know, um, really. Uh, yeah, lockdown, sure. You know, and then Claire Byrne be going, Jesus Christ, get the muppet off the bleeding phone. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hardly, it's hardly radio yeah. at all. Um, you know, can we, can, can I, can I, can I, am I allowed to do any critiquing? You can. can yeah. I? Just from a sort of a, a a listener's point of view, you went on a little bit, little bit long at the start. Right. Okay. And it's funny, I even said it at the time, he's going to get cut off. I can hear Claire Byrne breathing. And, <laughs> it, I, I, you know, and I know it was, it, it was part of your story, your background and your, your sort of, uh, the whole sort of I needed to get out kind of type thing. Arrived early, just, you know, very keen. But it just took too long. Do you know what I mean? And I could just, I could hear her. I could just, I, I got that kind of, here she comes. <laughs> and, and fair enough, she was kind of straight in. She was looking for that, just that in to kind of cut you off and go, let's move it on here, kid. That will be my only kind of criticism of the whole thing, really. Yeah, no, thank you for that, Dara. And, and to be honest, it's funny because we, we were talking about this before, um, well, kind of during the week before we, we came on air. And I was kind of like, I I would agree with you, you know, uh, and I I suppose that's something that I'm I'm gonna learn from it and kind of just be more, uh, be more concise with, with stuff. Uh, I think it, it's it's something that I'm I'm continually learning as we're even recording the podcast. Yeah, well, you know that's that? and that's the great thing about this. Then we are we're all getting to learn. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just learned how to critique somebody and not be mean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but as I said, I, I really appreciate. Uh, firstly, the the idea of reaching out, reaching out to to myself to begin with, and then uh, secondly to RTE for for the opportunity to to, to talk about it because yeah, well, you're obviously doing something right then, you know. Or the IWA wouldn't have contacted you in the first place. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So take take good solace mm -hmm. or whatever from that simple fact. Yeah, and I'm also I'm also taking uh, I suppose confidence in the fact that it is being spoken about. Yeah, do you know, um, 
so so that's a step in in the right direction yeah and I, I would say as well the whole sort of leveling the playing field seemed to come as a bit of a surprise to her the fact that you know everybody's in the position of a disabled person now you know i i don't mm-hmm. well like, that's just the impression like, i mean I, either she's faking or she's really good at it i'm clear i mean, clearly she is like i mean she's tough for game um but you know the whole sort of everybody's in the same under, un, under the same situation now being in lockdown that we're all affected in the same way as people with disability and the hope that and we know it's not going to be a damn that that when we come out of lockdown that it's going to be hey everyone's great yes come on disabled people let's go it's not going to be like that we know it's not there's going to be no parade there's going to be no you know everyone's going to be scrambling for themselves I, I find it ironic that you said there's going to be no parade because there's, <laughs> going, to be no, there's going to be no Paddy's Day parade this year. There's going to be no Paddy's Day parade. Although, if Tom Clonan has his way, we'll all be up and down O'Connell Street watching the wheelchairs run out of battery power. Um, so that's going to be an interesting day. And the AA will be there to jumpstart everybody. But, you know, these things, these things can still happen. Um, so a good experience all around. Brilliant. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, good. really, really good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, would you want to talk about our wonderful BBC series? Yes. Episode four of uh, Disability and New History. Yeah. Uh, this. What did you think of this one before, before we... What did I think that? of it? Um, do you know one of the most striking things in it was the fact that they reckon about half the population had a disability in the 17th century? Yes. Um, yes, that was quite striking. I thought that was interesting, and I thought, yeah, uh, do we know more now or less? Or um, if they knew what we knew, then would they have categorised more people with disability? I mean, are we, are we talking about, you know, we've labelled almost everything now at this stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, from cerebral palsy to dyslexia, dyspraxia, uh, scoliosis, <clears throat> everything almost has a label. Mm-hmm. You know, back there, they were just making up things as they were going along, kind of, chicken pox, that's new. Oh, and by God, was chicken pox a goodie. Yeah, yeah. So to give people context, uh, this one was on beauty and deformity. And we we started with uh, Lady Mary Wortley Montagu, who was a writer at the time, and she contracted smallpox at 26 um so uh, it it resulted in um facial disfigurement um and i suppose at the time physical deformity uh equated to moral deformity which was that just uh i don't know how they made that connection but uh, it it must have been some kind of religious thing or something well religion religion does seem to form quite high in this as well kind of based on religion and Cain and Abel and naughty people and yeah yeah and there was the rise of science kind of in 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 the 18th century as well and it was kind of thought that because of that there'd be more more of an understanding towards disability and and people in these situations at the time however it was the other way pretty much that i uh, just i'm uh, sorry speaking as a redhead right 
not currently right. because just going more grey than red. But I was born a redhead. I was a little bit disturbed that they kind of um, viewed people with red hair as not being great. <laughs> you know, that hasn't yeah, changed. Yeah, that that's that's yeah, really I hasn't changed. That. that really hasn't changed. But they figured, you know, they could start it out with a little bit of bloodletting. Yay! But you had to be careful not to drain too much blood because you could kill the person. You know, I mean, hello. <laughs> you know, man, red hair is red hair is not an affliction. You're just all you people who don't like the redheaded people are just jealous. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. God, science, my bum. But smallpox yeah. seemed to be the one that just kind of really, really ruined people. Yeah, for sure. But then, Absolutely. as 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 with now, if you had money, it didn't really matter so much. Yeah, no, it, it kind of your your class uh, was a major factor at the time, and as you say, as is now in in some cases, uh, where it kind of it was a major factor in in how society viewed your your disability. Um, and for Lady Mary Worthy Montagu, she was in the higher echelons, if you want to call it that, uh, of society. And because of that, I suppose she had an easier ride, shall we say. Um, there was like even an artist painted a portrait of her at the time. And she had smallpox. Um, at the time, and the artist painted her um, with uh, her Com skin as it was. Mm, but a bit more compassion, I don't. I think as well that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think the descriptions that were written of her as well were of, you know, fine complexion. You know, I don't. Think, maybe people were just terrified to say, you know, see what they say, sort of type thing. You know, um, in the higher in the higher echelons of society, uh, you know, but things haven't really changed an awful lot, Dan. Uh, you know, if you're part of the royal family and somebody might be questioning the color of your child, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, so uh, yeah, yeah, stupid is as stupid does doesn't change Absolutely. an awful lot. Absolutely. The the one thing that that jumped out at me that was, uh, and I suppose it it comes back to, to it being a, a belief of the time, I suppose, um, was um, maternal impression. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go on, I love this. This is an interesting. Okay, so there was a belief at the time that if women had seen a blind person while they were um, kind of of a childbearing age, was how they, was how they phrased yeah, it. Yeah, or even, or even pregnant at the time. Even pregnant at the time, yes. Yeah. Um, their child would be blind. Yeah. Or, or and that, that doesn't necessarily go, go, like, stop at... Uh, being blind or not, it's it's any form of of disability at the time. The, the, the very famous elephant man. Yes. I can't think of his name. He reckoned because his mother had seen uh, an elephant in the street uh, and scared her that that's why he ended up with his elephantitis. I know. Yeah, it's it's my and that was the thing as well that like people with disabilities at the time it, use that as a reason for it. 
which is uh but again it, it's one of those beliefs of of the time um and it's one of those situations where i'm i'm grateful to think that we have moved away from that in the 21st century yeah <laughs> maybe not in all parts of the world though then uh yeah yeah no, no I, I, I know we're fine we're, we're a, a civilized society here although sometimes you have to think about that too um you know yeah. there are other parts of the world where uh, i suppose things aren't quite as uh, enlightened shall we say um for disability i suppose yeah we're, we're talking from a a position of privilege to a degree yeah in that sense um yeah definitely for sure um and just to prove people wrong and uh to prove attitudes towards disability at the time wrong, uh, Lady Mary Worsley Montague pioneered research into the inoculation against smallpox. Which was very good of her. Absolutely. Um, which is exactly kind of what we're all about in that the ability within disability. Um, she didn't let it get to her. But then at the same time, that is class related. Um, so there, there's context to everything, I suppose. Yeah, no, I suppose there is actually, yeah. Um, but she did all right in the end. I mean, she was kind of mother-in-law to the prime minister at the time. And, you know, so. Now, Jeannie Barry, or is it Jenny Barry? Jenny Barry. Jenny Barry, Jeannie. Jeannie, Jenny, Jeannie, you know. Uh, I suppose it all depends on how you spell it really, doesn't it? A blogger, Dan. A blogger, yeah. She uh, runs a an Instagram account called Wheelie Good Life, which is uh, Wheelie underscore Good underscore Life on on Instagram. Uh, and in her most recent post, uh, she talks about the power of saying no, uh, which I. I, I thought it was particularly interesting given the conversations that we've had over the past couple of weeks. Um, so know when people like offer to push the wheelchair and know when people ask, do you want to talk about the trauma that you've, that you've, that you've endured? Um, no to educating non-disabled people about disability and no, you can't have a go in my chair. And I think it comes back to our our conversation about like, does everybody with a disability have to be an activist? The answer to that is categorically no. <laughs> um, you know, Dan, I, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm sorry, I'm still on the fence on this. Is everybody? I mean, it just to me, if you want to get on, I think you have to be. Indeed, yeah, but I suppose it, it's down to. It's down to personal choice whether that individual wants to to talk to you about their 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 disability or talk to you about trauma or to, like educate people. You know, some people just want to want to kind of live their lives, um, and I I suppose we're in a position where, and myself personally. Uh, is in a position where I've always wanted to to speak up because I feel like I know I can. Mm. But that doesn't mean like I feel like I should have to either. And that that's not me saying, you know, 
I, I, I want, I want to, from, from my own point of view, I want to continue to do this, but I suppose it's, it's, it's just a matter of looking at individual circumstances and going, not everybody is going to be on, on the same plane as you. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was, that was interesting. And I, I suppose it comes back to like listening to understand rather than listening to, to, to reply. Um, cause so often, you know, people, um, the everybody community or the, the non-disabled community would, would have a conversation with, um, somebody with a disability and listen to reply rather than listen to understand. And I think that's a very important distinction to, to make for sure. Yeah. But it's even there, you're, you're. Yeah, describing the disabled community and the non-disabled community. Uh, yeah, the, you know, we're, it's, it's, we're never straight too far, I suppose, from the language of, of disability, but, you know, we're, we're still giving it a name, aren't we? I just thought it was, it was something that, um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different perspective on it. Hmm. And I suppose it's, it's something that, uh, that we all should be aware of in that, some people now. I I don't think I get the impression from her personally that she she she's willing to to talk about these things. Um, not all the time, but I I would imagine most of the time because because uh, Jenny is in a situation where she shares her experiences. But I suppose it's it's just being reticent and and being aware that not everybody's going to be going to be like that, and that that's okay. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I get that. You seem to be a bit on the fence with it, do you? I'm not that. No, I don't know what that. Just yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm not. I listen. I wouldn't say my my opinion has changed an awful lot, but it, it's. Uh, it's certainly becoming a lot more firm, shall we say? Um, as we as we've gone on through this this whole process, mm-hmm. um, it'll be the call of the fucking process. Excuse my language, calling it a process. I mean, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a process either. Um, but it's certainly been um, from from my point of view, just the, the way I look at things. Okay, have have changed. Um, and I know, I know, I mentioned it a lot, and, and about you know, do people with a disability uh, do they need to be an activist, or do you have to be an activist to get on? Um, and I, I still, I would, I, I would still say, I'd say yes. And and part of me kind of thinks, um, you know, there's a strong, uh, it leans quite strong, strongly, strongly towards. Um, activism and then activism in in a job um as an activist for okay for disability if you know what i mean i'm i'm not i'm not yeah sure i know I'm... i haven't fully clearly i haven't fully formed this thought either in my own head um right okay you know tune in next week when dara has a second thought <laughs> and, and doesn't decide to do it naive <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, my, my, I, I don't know. How do, how do I say it? It's kind of your uh, your your activist is, is an activist, mm-hmm. and then they end up in a job that is about activism. 
right. for a particular charity or a particular um, uh, disease or disability or, um, you know, becomes the champion for that. Uh, it's, do you know what? It's almost jobs for the boys to some degree. I think I've, I've nailed it now. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Isn't it just, are we just developing an industry then for disability? Are you talking about us or? No, not us. I think society and disability in general. And oh, God, I'm getting close to something now. Uh, <laughs> God, I really am going to give this one thought. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I suppose the Irish Wheelchair Association in itself. Uh-huh. I wonder how many people with a disability work there. That's, That's an interesting good. question. Is the Irish Wheelchair Association then perhaps just fulfilling a need? Or is it an industry? Oh, I, I, uh, I'm I, not. I have to think this one out, Dan. Well, it's, I think it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely like, there and it it definitely needs to be there yeah okay something I, I i okay something i can kind of equate it to and it's not really the same but i've had a thought on before how much money do we spend on homelessness i have no idea and i don't expect you to be able to answer that question okay but right. if you think of all of the charities simon community uh peter mcferry trust um peter mellon and um, all of these things right they're all raising funds individually, okay, as a charity, and whether mm-hmm. it's a book of collections or flag days or whatever, and then you have the government are also giving them a chunk of money, right? Mm-hmm. How much money is going into all of that, right? It's going to be, it, it is a huge amount of money, yeah, right? But we still have not um, sorted out the homelessness problem. Now, I know homelessness and disability are completely different, okay? People yeah. are born with a disability or not necessarily. You can be born, you can be born homeless, but and unfortunately, not a lot of people are born homeless. But uh, there's this a huge amount of money and all of these, but is it not an industry in itself? A charity industry, from well, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, that's a nice way of putting it. Thanks very much, Dan, for uh, nailing it. From, you're a charity from, industry. So well, I mean, the, if you think if you think of a charity in particular, right? So you've got a CEO and a CFO, and they may not be getting paid an awful lot of money, but they're making some money. Right, uh, and a mm. finance department and a HR team, and uh, the guy who drives the bus, and the other fella who packs the food, and the guy who minds the hostel, and the building they're in, and the laundry, and all of that everything has to be paid for. Mm-hmm. So, are we? We're not obviously not fixing the problem, and um, we're just managing it, yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Maybe. Maybe next week I might have some actually some some uh, cohesive thoughts uh, <laughs> together on this. Um, yeah. But I think is is it just around? Are we just maintaining uh, the disability sector? You know, like how much energy is going to go into getting somebody a job, and you know the amount of people that are behind that why aren't those people if you know if we're if we're training people and if we're we're really serious about getting people into the into the industry or into into working mm-hmm. 
why aren't those people disabled people or people who identify as with a disability? You know, training why the, tra training those people? Yeah, why not? Why is Dan Airy not working in the Irish wheelchair as a job coach? I know, okay, it's not your yeah, it's not your forte. But that that that's something actually that we're going to be discussing in a, in a couple of weeks with with um Anne Hopkins actually. Yes, and her team actually going into the Irish Wheelchair Association. They're all going to be in all the job coaches. I may I would rather hope to have my thought uh, worked out by then. <laughs> um, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know why is the Irish Wheelchair Association not a, an association for wheelchair users made up of wheelchair users? But I, I think, Darry, to be honest, that comes back to an immediate association between. Okay, this is completely different, and and completely, but well, that's fine because I don't know where we're going anyway. But let's keep going. <laughs> the 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 um, the best example I I feel like I can think of for it is I remember when we had um Paddy Slattery on uh, a couple of a couple of years ago and he we were talking about kind of disability representation in the media and we were kind of talking about the uh, like because he is because he has a disability himself is there an inclination to write and direct and come up with ideas that evolve around somebody with a disability. And he said, no, and I, I, I think he's right in saying that. Um, so I, I think there's a balance to be struck between like people with disabilities and an, and an immediate association with that person having a disability has to be consistently tied to disability all the time. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does make sense. But why, on the other hand, then, would you have to spend an awful lot of um, energy? And I, I, I know I, I already do. And I said this in my head. I know where I, I know where I'm not going with this. And I know I'm going to I can shoot myself down straight away. Okay, once, once I've said this. Okay, the amount of energy that's going to be expended, we say, trying to get somebody with a disability a job in, which I say a major multinational. Okay. Right. When there's already an industry. That they're in where they could be working okay yeah. so just just say for instance okay right here we go dan airy is going to go off and he works wants to work in the media right yeah the irish wheelchair association has a media department mm -hmm. we know that we will get uh well we're going to talk to the uh the ability program in the irish wheelchair association with ann hopkins and her fantastic team in a couple of weeks time yeah. And uh, we're going to look at the whole process of getting a job and CVs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so why doesn't Dan Airy work in the Irish Wheelchair Association in their media department? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It is an interesting one, Dan. And I know that I kind of go, yeah, well, that's fine. But why can't he go work in a multinational? He's more than capable. <laughs> I know he's more than capable, but like I said, it's an industry we're creating. Yeah. You know, to get a job for Dan. You know, because it's not a level playing field. Even though... And all the more... Exactly. Dan, Jenny, God, I think at this stage, it's never going to be a level playing field. 
Yeah. Yeah. Unless we're on the moon or somewhere that has no atmosphere. Right? <laughs> and, we're, and we're all floating around the place. Right? And the only thing that's going to distinguish it in any way is our possibly our mental capacity. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just another thought I had. Oh, dear God. I've got to check this out before I open my mouth. But do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you put three lads in a space shuttle and put them up there with no atmosphere and they're all floating around. Uh, is it going to make much of a difference whether you can walk or not? No. Everyone's going to bump their head. Yeah. You know? So, right. I'm going to make a note of all the stupid things I've said. And... Um, yeah, see if I can clarify them at some point. I'm going to have so much fun editing this and going, oh, good God. Uh, and then we can ask um, the ability people, um, yeah, are they just not involved in uh, some sort of uh, mad industry? Um, no, it is an interesting one because it's not really something that I, I had thought of before. So it's definitely something that we'll we'll come back to for sure. Yeah, because like if you can do if you can do a job in a multinational, you can do a job in the Irish Wheelchair Association. Yeah, you know, and would but I then be... my my argument would be I I should have the choice. But I, I oh, should... I'm saying no, no. I'm not. I'm not questioning yeah. your choice, Dan. I'm not questioning anybody's choice to go off. And I knew, like I said, I do. The minute I opened my mouth, I knew that that was, that's just, that is the point. Yeah. I should have a choice to where to go and work wherever I want to work. But, you know, uh, and I, mean, I know we're using the Irish Wheelchair Association as an example, but is the Irish Wheelchair Association not there to promote wheelchair users? Yes. You know, and you're kind of going, right, uh, you know, I know, yeah, I don't know what's on. So, all right, okay, all of you, just different people are out disabilities, get out. Okay, you know, but uh, would they not be? Oh, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm going to have to leave it then because um, I'm going to get myself into trouble. Uh, <laughs> because I'll probably turn around and go, yeah, well, actually, everybody in the media department has disability. <laughs> but, you know, let's find out. Uh, you know, let's ask the questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's not to say that every, everything were. So to be fair, that I, I mean, and I know the Irish Wheelchair Association do great work, right? And I'm not, I'm not knocking them. I'm not looking to have a fight with anybody. Um, you know, I mean, if they want to come on and tell me otherwise, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to for somebody to come along and go, hey, listen, fella, lad, there used to be ginger, right? Uh, you know. We, this is not the way it is, and that's not what it's about. And or they might just go, Do you know what? We never thought about it. You're right. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, <laughs> but I'm not knocking it. I'm just, I'm just looking this. I'm just, yeah, just you know, asking questions really. Dan. I, I suppose it, it's, it's a matter of we're we're focusing on on the disability side of it, hmm. but it's all it, it it can be applied to many different aspects. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan, I think, you know, I, I need to finish it up there, really, to be honest. Uh, and I think it is a good place to leave it because if I just keep going, I'll probably end up being arrested. Um, <laughs> or I go up my front door and there'll be just a queue of wheelchairs out there going, people with pitchforks and torches and stuff like that. And they get all down with that sort of thing and lads with, you know, 
five or ten type signs, you know. Mm-hmm. Careful now, uh, sort of type things. Um, so, uh, just to wrap it up, uh, this has been episode 49 of Danadara Doability. I have been Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you very soon. <laughs>